has ascended into heaven, leaving behind those who hope for his coming. Your heart and eyes are filled with longing, but you rejoice in the happiness of your Son. May my longing always be directed to heaven, that my heart become as great and wide as yours. Welcome back, my friends, to another episode of the Shunstadt Way of Life podcast. I'm your host, Julia Monin, author of the World is Noisy, God Whispers books, and I'm happy to be with you again on this podcast for May of 2023. This, of course, is going to be coming out on May 18th, 2023, which is Ascension Thursday um, throughout the United States. Sometimes that the feast is transferred to the Sunday that follows, but Ascension Thursday is when this is going to be released. And so we're spending some time talking about the Ascension in a particular way. This episode, we're going to talk about what it really means to long, to long for something, for someone, and the beauty of this longing. And I know that might sound like a paradox because we're not used to waiting for things, are we? We're not, we don't, we're not naturally patient, perhaps. Um, in fact, I think probably most of us would say that we're impatient, right? We don't like to wait. And what is a longing, if nothing, then a wait, right? An extended wait for something or for someone. But there's so much beauty in longing, in this reality of longing. Um, and so we're going to unpack that a little bit in today's episode. Those words I opened with are words you'll find in, um, often we pray, you know, the mysteries or, or the rosary together as a Shunstadt family. And we, we read little reflections from our founder, Father Kentenich. And so those words come from that rosary and those meditations for the second glorious mystery, the Ascension. We're going to open ourselves with prayer as we put ourselves in the prayer God in the presence of God. I'm actually going to open with scripture from Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 11. I'll read that, and then I'm going to return to where I began with that little reflection on the, the second glorious mystery, the Ascension. So first, let's go ahead and put ourselves in the presence of God by opening with scripture. This again is from Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 11. When they had gathered together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He answered them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has established by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him from their sight. While they were looking intently at the sky as he was going, suddenly two men dressed in white garments stood beside them. They said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking at the sky? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will return in the same way as you have seen him going into heaven. Now back to the reflection from the second glorious mystery. The Lord has ascended into heaven, leaving behind those who hope for his coming. Your heart and eyes are filled with longing, but you rejoice in the happiness of your Son. May my longing always be directed to heaven, that my heart become as great and as wide as yours. 
Hmm. There's so much to sit with in this. And and why am I on this topic of longing to begin with? Let me backtrack just a little bit. I was reading um, just this morning, I was reading a letter that came from the Schoenstatt Sisters of Mary in Waukesha, Wisconsin, that was addressed to um, one of our, 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 our what do we call those pioneer couples in Ohio, Mrs. Carol Liss, who who was responsible for for bringing the movement into Ohio though so many years ago. It was directed to um, her. It was wrote to her and to the Ohio Shunstop family. So I was reading this letter, and I was reading this beautiful little booklet that was put together by um, by Mrs. Liss and some of the Shunstop sisters about the history of the Marion Garden Shrine. If you're following the podcast, if you're a member of the Ohio movement then this is not new information, right? We talked about this a few months ago. We did receive the contents from the Marion Garden Shrine, and they are now in St. Lawrence Church in Riney, Ohio. They have found a home, at least for the time being, they're a beautiful home. Man, they just look like they were made for there. Um, but anyway, so this beautiful letter is talking um, about about the striving that has go- gone into this for the Ohio movement, about all the longing that's that's happened um, for for this this shrine to actually make it here, to actually have a home um, in the in the shrine in this place of prayer. And and right now, like we talked about, it's it's located inside St. Lawrence Church in Riney, Ohio. So I'm reading this letter. I'm reading this beautiful booklet that talks about the history of the Marian Garden Shrine that originally originally was in um, went from Germany to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, to now in Ohio. And the, the, the history of it is just really well done, how they put that together. But there were f- just a few things from the letter and then from this history that stuck out and coupled that with what we're talking about today, this being released on Ascension Thursday, what, what is that and what is this reflection we get in this second glorious mystery? And you see this tie-in, this theme of longing just keeps coming up. So I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not sure um, who of you who has listened to this that needs to hear this, but it's, it's, it's pretty obvious to me that somebody must be really sitting in some intense longing right now and just needs a, re, of a, a reminder of how beautiful these times in our life can be. And, and perhaps I'm one of those people too, who knows? Um, but anyway, in this history booklet, we I read again. This is just a short, short sentence about this was the time before went after Ohio was promised the Marion Garden Shrine. Um, when when the Ohio movement was ready to receive that, it was promised that that it could receive the Marion Garden Shrine from from the sisters from the Shunstadt Presidium. But before the shrine actually got here, right? So in that time of longing, where it was like, okay, we know this is coming. It's been promised to us. And this is a really beautiful thing and it's going to be a beautiful thing. Um, but the time is not here yet. In the meantime, we need to prepare our hearts. We need to prepare whatever land, right, is going to go on. We need to offer up striving. So we were in, as a movement in, in the state of Ohio, we were in this period of longing. And this, this, this in this history booklet, it, it words it this way, the hearts of all the Shunstadt children in the Ohio movement needed to offer many contributions to the capital of grace many acts of thanksgiving, along with many sacrifices and prayers of yearning to our mother thrice admirable queen and victress of Shunstadt, that the Marion Garden Shrine would indeed be a reality here in Ohio. So I kind of slowed down there on the part I wanted to highlight, offer prayers of yearning to our mother thrice admirable, prayers of yearning. Okay, pause, think about that prayers of yearning, and then couple that with the letter that I had read from from these Shunstadt sisters, um, again, in their congratulations um, and their well wishes for, for what's to come for the movement. It's so inspiring, they write, how your longing opened your eyes and hearts 
to the open doors through which God's providence led you to the goal. Father Kentenick always told us that the measure of longing is the measure of fulfillment. And the Shunstop family in Ohio and the history of the enthronement of the Shrine Interior at St. Lawrence is a wonderful proof of this. He also said that longing is love, and that confirms the Blessed Mother's covenant faithfulness in the words from the founding document. I love those who love me. Okay, again, these sisters are writing to all of us in in the state of Ohio. It's so inspiring how your longing opened your eyes and hearts to the open doors. Father Kentenick always told us that the measure of longing is the measure of fulfillment. So when we really think about that, this, this, this beauty of what it actually means to long, of course, we're impatient and we live in a world, we live in a country, we live in a time where we don't have to wait for a lot of things anymore, do we? Like everything we want, can we can have right now. Everything is at our fingertips. Like we don't have to sit in these periods of waiting anymore. Um, even think about the use of credit cards and things like that, right? We don't even have to wait to save up. You're going to give me the money I have now and then I'm going to pay you later, right? So that this is the same mentality. I'm not saying it's good, bad, or otherwise. It's just the culture we live in. So we're not, we're not, um, we don't have the capacity perhaps to, to sit and to wait. And yet sometimes God's providence seems to unfold itself so slowly, right? That it quote unquote sort of forces us to wait, doesn't it? Forces us to slow down, forces us to be patient. And in those times we can get really frustrated and we can say, I am tired of waiting. I just want this done. I don't understand why God wouldn't want this to happen faster. This is a good thing. Like, why am I having to wait? And and quite naturally, I'm thinking about my own wait to have a child, right? My husband and I were married for 10 years before we made that that trip out to the daughter shrine in Austin, Texas, and came home, um, you know, came home with a, a little person in my womb, right? That was 10 years. And so many times those are my same questions, my same prayers. I don't understand. I don't understand why we're being asked to wait for this, this, this period of time, right? For this so long. But at that time, and, and even now, I, I can't pretend that I fully understand the beauty of longing, except that I, I get the concept of it, right? I don't know if it's a practical lived experience, but I get the concept. When we are, are asked to sit in our longing, to sit in the wait, to offer, as, we, as I mentioned earlier, these prayers of yearning, these prayers of yearning, what happens? Our capacity to receive increases. So think of it like your soul is like like stretching in a way. I guess maybe even comparable to, to a mother's womb, how it grows as the child grows, right? It grows and expands so that it can receive and, and, and give life to the fullness of the child, right? As it's developing in the womb. So our souls need to like grow and expand as well in order to fully receive what God wants to give us. And so in these moments of deep longing, of deep yearning, our souls grow in their capacity to receive. Does that make sense? Let me repeat to you again the words from Father Kensenek that, that that's recorded in this letter. The measure of longing is the measure of fulfillment. The measure of longing is the measure of fulfillment. So the more you're able to long, the 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 you know, the, the longer that this longing is, the more you grow in your capacity to receive, to, for this longing to be fulfilled, right? Sit with that and ponder with that reality. And in it, you'll find the beauty of longing. Does it make it easy? 
Oh, heck no. Does it make it easy to wait? Does it make it easy to wait? Go back to where we began with this, the story of the ascension, right? The Lord ascends into heaven. He leaves behind those who hope for his coming. And we can say, whoa, there's a longing there, right? And and put yourself in the Blessed Mother's perspective as well, right? So, so whoa, she's been through a roller coaster of emotions, has she not? <laughs> to put it mildly. So she is walking with her son and his passion and his death. She's there as we lay him in the tomb. Now he's resurrected in his glory. And now he's ascended. Of course, she never loses faith in these times. But to say that she would have been a robot who wasn't like having emotional responses to that, that's, that's, not, that's not accurate. She's fully human right? Just like us. She would have been experiencing all of this. So she herself would have been sitting in this longing during this time um, after his ascension before her own assumption into heaven, right? And so we too enter into this, this longing. And what also, in addition to it, as I said earlier, kind of like stretching our souls and, and increasing our capacity to receive, what else is happening in this longing? What else is it increasing in us? if our eyes are directed towards heaven, that is, it's an increasing in us, this virtue of hope, right? I mean, think about it. Is that not what longing does? We have this promise. We know God is, Christ is coming again. We know our eternity is in heaven and yet we're asked to wait. We're asked to wait until God's providence unfolds our lives just as God's providence has designed them to unfold, right? And so we wait in this longing with him and for him in what? In hope for what is to come. So this longing not only has this capacity for us to, for our souls to grow in their capacity to receive the fullness of love, the fullness of grace, but as we sit in this longing, we become people of greater and greater hope greater and greater faith in, in God and in what's to come, right? So do you see the beauty of that? The beauty of growing in, in these, 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 these virtues of faith, hope, and love and something as that can be, that is painful. It is painful to wait. It is painful to long. We can have lots of questions. Why can't I just have this now? This is a good thing. And yet when we really take time to think about the beauty of this and how God matures us in the longing and in the wait, we can say, ah, that makes sense. It doesn't make it easy, but it makes sense. And I can see why a good father would would allow this, would allow us or ask us to wait, to sit in this longing and to offer these prayers of yearning, right? To our to our mother through her intercession, to Christ who came to save us, to God the Father in the Holy Spirit. We offer these prayers of yearning as we sit in this longing, as we grow in hope, and as as our souls expand in their capacity to receive the fullness, the fullness of this longing. Again, quoting Father Kentonick's words, the measure of longing is the measure of fulfillment. So may our longing always be directed to heaven, that our hearts may become as great and as wide as the Blessed Mother's, as our Lord's, right? May our longing always be directed to heaven, that our hearts may become as great and as wide as our Lord's and our Mother's. Okay. So again, I can't pretend to say that we're going to unpack all the theology of, of longing and why it's so beautiful and why we need it, but I think that will give you enough to at least sit with it. That was kind of a pun on longing, wasn't it? Yeah. 
We're going to give you at least a little something to sit with as you wonder about that, as you go through periods of longing in your own life, as you go through those questions that come with it to say, hold on, there's beauty in this. I can't remember what it is, but I I know that there was something beautiful about sitting in this longing. So may we be more resolved to do that in whatever ways the Lord is calling us to, especially as uh, as we finish out this Easter season and we wait for for this great celebration of Pentecost that is to come here very, very soon as we sit in this time between the ascension where we're celebrating liturgically the ascension of our Lord and and as we sit in this wait for the longing for the coming of the Holy Spirit who God promised us. Okay, sound good? Sound good? We're going to sit in this longing. Okay, so one more time just to recap some of these quotes we mentioned. We offer prayers of yearning to our mother thrice admirable. It's so inspiring how your longing, your longing opened your eyes and hearts to the open doors through which God's providence led you to the goal. Father Kentenich always told us that the measure of longing is the measure of fulfillment. In the Shunstadt family in Ohio, in the history of the enthronement of the shrine interior at St. Lawrence is a wonderful proof of this. He also said that longing is love, and that confirms the Blessed Mother's covenant faithfulness in the words from the founding document. I love those who love me. Longing is love. The Lord has ascended into heaven, leaving behind those who hope for his coming. Your heart and eyes are filled with longing, but you rejoice in the happiness of your son. May my longing always be directed to heaven, that my heart become as great and wide as yours. My friends, it was an honor and a blessing and a privilege to be with you again this month. Please pray for me and know that I'm praying for you in a special way as well. And let's go ahead and close this episode together in prayer as we pray our our prayer of confidence together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I trust your might, your kindness, Mother dear. I do believe that you are always near. Schoenstatt's great queen, O Mother mild, I blindly trust in you and in your child. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.